When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right, so after a four-game losing streak and losing the third seed in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics have bounced back with back-to-back wins against the Orlando Magic and the Philadelphia 76ers. They're now tied for the fifth place in the Eastern Conference right before the showdown against the Toronto Raptors at TD Garden. Fellas, yeah, we're here to break down the Celtics' win over the Magic, look ahead to the Raptors. We also have, of course, Sean Dutra's own uh, segment, the free agent of the week that you have to look forward to so you can uh, look ahead to the uh, to the offseason and see who the Celtics are going to be eyeing or who they possibly should be eyeing. I like to call it Sean Dutra's foul segment. All right. I guess we can call Great. it that. I guess that sounds better than the uh, Sean Dutra segment. And, of course, we end off our podcast like we do with every single episode with Joel's In Case You Missed It. In Camille. What's that mean? In Case You Missed It. Uh, oh. oh, okay. I'm all, I'm all about pronouncing things that shouldn't be pronounced right now, yeah. but it's all good. I guess so. All right, well, fellas, how important were these two wins for the Celtics? Uh, very important. On a scale of 1 to 10, like 4 billion, dude. 4 billion. Because, I mean, think about it, dude. You lose. Uh, I was scared when Crowder was out, and they just looked like well, freaking. Well, I mean, but w- when Crowder was out and they looked like crap. I was looking at these two games as the games that they needed to obviously win in this friggin' stretch, but man, I didn't think the Celtics were going to look that bad without Crowder. Well, I think it's fair to say, you know, we were talking about last episode, uh, how many games potentially the Celtics are going to lose because of Jay, uh, Jay Crowder being out. Right. But I don't think it would have made a difference because they were playing that bad. Well, they were playing, they were playing awful, but I think it was a mental thing too. Like, they were going up against Durant. They were going up against DeRozan, Paul George. Those, Harden. Yeah, I mean, those, I mean, those are players that Crowder is usually going to at least – he's not going to, you know, stop them. But they know that's their guy to stop them. And then when you don't have a guy to, to, to match up against them, even for good or bad, the, the team was lost, man. I mean, Crowder's the glue. Crowder's the MVP. He makes his team tick, so – I mean, I think when you look at how they played in those games where, you know, when they were rolling, they have a chance in those games against the Pacers, the Thunder, Rockets, and even the Rap- against the Raptors. And then you look at these two games against the Sixers and the Magic, you're like, all right, you know what? I would have, uh, if Crowder was playing, I would have probably guessed that they probably would have lost one of these trap games 
Well, I mean, it's it's tough when you're trying to climb out of a 20-plus point hole, and that's what that was the case against uh, OKC and the Raptors. Right. So, um, Crowder being in there. Defensively, yeah. That I mean, makes it makes a difference, but offensively, this team wasn't clicking. I don't even think it was Crowder's defense that was missing. I think it was just the way that he brings this team together. He's sort of like that missing link. And when he's not there, it takes. It doesn't take like we talked about it last last episode. You think you, you, it, think, you think he's got like KG intensity, that type of thing? Well, I mean, I don't know if I want to put him on that level, but I'm just saying for this team, like when Crowder's out, he does so much that you can't just put it on Turner to make up that difference. You can't just be like, well, Jarep goes in, he'll make up that. Di-. You it, it is you need a bunch of different players doing a bunch of different things to make up for everything that Crowder does on a daily basis because not only does he play strong defense, he's probably your second-best three-point shooter. Well, he's your second-best scorer. He's your second-best, right. On, on paper, I mean, right. I, I guess him and, him no, and Bradley, Bradley, Bradley technically, yeah. well, all right, Bradley averages 15 and Crowder's, what, like 14.6? Right, I but, mean, they're pretty much neck and neck. But, yeah, okay, Bradley and Crowder, they sort of, I mean, Crowder has caught up to Bradley right. in terms of okay. points average this season. And, no, but it's funny, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, to to Dutra's point, you're not gonna have one guy or even a couple of guys replace what Jay Crowder does. Exactly, I think that's the mistake. Yes, maybe that Stevens. I don't know. I don't know if he was trying. Well, to, I think... trying to look for that one particular or oh, two guys. I think. I think it was a combination of what the Celtics and their losses, right? That they were trying to find replacement guys, quote unquote. But all they had to do was just keep doing what they were doing. Turner wasn't doing what he was usually doing. Right. Neither was smart. No, they were and trying Jarepa to. Rep- was out a, co- a couple of games as well. Right, and I think that's that's sort of. And the Olenek reason. hasn't been I, the same. Really, I think that's the that. reason why uh, Stevens didn't just start Turner in Crowder's place to start it off. I think he was sort of looking for like, no, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we're gonna play small because we always play small. You know, smart. You're gonna go in there and just do what you can and make sure you make up for what you're losing on. You know, by guarding the small forward, do it on the offensive end. But I, I it just didn't work. It, it just, it you know, Crowder, and as much as I like to say this, uh, you know, I'm not being facetious or anything, but he's our MVP. He's the most valuable player on the team. Between him and Isaiah Thomas, if you lose either of those two, you're in trouble. You're not a top three seed in the Eastern Conference anymore. Well, to magnify Joel's point, I mean, Evan Turner wasn't shooting well. That's that's obvious, right, guys? I mean, for somebody, whether he was starting or coming off the bench, he just, you know, like overall. statistically, you know, shooting-wise, he just wasn't he wasn't at shooting at that high percentage where he like he usually was. Wasn't passing the ball where he was usually passing the ball. He wasn't playmaking. He wasn't well, setting up. He wasn't setting up plays as he usually so he's, does. He's yeah. turned things around. Okay, right. I mean, Monday night, sixteen points. Uh, five rebounds, four assists. I mean that that's that's usual. That's Turner. A, that's a, that's a, I Evan mean before game. before the Orlando game, he may have scored you know eight, nine, ten points, which is not a huge difference. But I think the 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 big difference is the shooting percentage. I mean he went seven for eleven throughout that four game losing streak. Turner was shooting below thirty percent. Because the thing is games. that he doesn't take like bad shots. Like his shots are those mid range yeah. jumpers. And if he right. if he's trying to force things like. That don't come because he doesn't take a ton of shots per game. So if he's trying to force things, then that's where you're. That's where you're gonna see Evan Turner shoot right badly. And that's why I was concerned because he was taking the shots that he usually takes, right? Missing the shots that he usually makes. But he was he was he was taking them a lot more frequent than what he would have if Crowder was in the lineup. 
I think that's right. where you see it. Is that right, because he, now he's in he, the starting yes, role? Yes, he he's felt more even when he wasn't a starter, though he just he felt it's what everything seemed out of place. Which is, I mean, you lose your, one of your starters, one of your key starters, who started. I think did he start every game this year? Who Crowder? Crowder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So day one, right. right? So I mean, you lose the guy that your offense and and defensive strategies are built around. I mean, you're going to have some growing pains, and I think that's what we see that Celtics have been going through. That's it's funny. not pretty. It's not pretty. No, it's funny how the beginning of the season we were we were debating, you know, should Crowder start over Turner mm-hmm. or vice yeah, versa. Um, you you were debating. Oh uh, well, Swayze so too. No, I I said Crowder. Mm. I, I was torn. I mean, I was Honestly, a Crowder guy. I was. Torn I, I was I, okay, this is why I was torn. I was torn because I was a Crowder guy through and through. I love how we always backtrack about who said what, but you know, you know what? For, for in my defense, I was torn because I wanted Crowder's defense. Obviously, I thought it was very important. But I was thinking about Turner's offense. However, oh, well, I didn't, didn't think that Crowder could stroke threes. No, 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 I didn't. You didn't expect that either. Don't act you like you expect, expect that. He hasn't been shooting threes. No. Only since the All Star no, break. He's, he's no, six no, of no. eleven from from beyond no. the arc. Open your eyes. Since the All Star break, dude. But what I'm saying is that about the I didn't offense. expect Crowder to average 15 points per game. No. I don't think any of us did. Let's be no. honest here. Come on, you, Do you expect you, Crowder you, to average 15 points? I was thinking. I was thinking around 12, 12 points per game. Maybe not 15, but. The only the only flaw I see in Crowder's game is creating his own shot, but in this offense he doesn't have to. That's why he's always been a knockdown like fourth quarter shooter. You get a, well, a since a, he joined the Celtics, since he joined a, the Celtics, well, asterisk. Well, that's another good that's another good point you bring up because that was also lacking for the Celtics offense was um, moving the ball around, passing, right. assists, and their and their and their losses they were averaging like in the, in the low teens when they're usually you know twenty five plus and wins. And Turner wasn't doing, wasn't, wasn't passing well. Neither was, neither was, neither was Isaiah. Well, and, I think and the wins Isaiah, Isaiah has done, has done better. Obviously, he he, he had a great game against uh, Philadelphia. He had an awesome game against the Magic. Mm-hmm. That's and and this and this stretch and this uh, since the since the start of the, the start of the month, I think Isaiah's best game was against the Magic. Well, all around good, great game. Offense, yeah, I mean, he offense. started off the game hot, and and he's been and, rebounding well. I think everybody's crashing the boards, which is good. Well, Marcus Smart made a big, big dent on the boards today too. And I mean, you you can't you can't overlook and not to harp on Crowder the entire episode, but like, you know, when you Bradley Bradley had nine rebounds right. against Orlando, that's insane. Right, but I mean, overlooked. You think about it, like that's what has to happen to make up for the stuff that Crowder does, because not only is he. He he scores the basketball. He but, can hit three pointers. He can play defense. But you can't stop doing what they're that they're doing. Exactly. But they, they were but, trying to do more than when. Than, but I think than they needed to. But do, I, I think, think the bottom line is is when the Celtics are struggling against the good teams. I mean, let's let's face it. Orlando and Philadelphia are not good teams. These are games that they should have won, and if they didn't win it, but okay. I would have been sitting here losing my friggin' mind right they now. Struggle with Orlando. Right. They struggle. Well, they struggled a little bit with Orlando to, uh, uh, tonight. Monday, yeah. yeah, on Monday night. Uh, because they didn't, they weren't able to really close that game out until the last two minutes of the game. They were, they were, they, were, they let them back in. They got down to four points four at points, one point. Yeah, yeah. So, and then they had to bring, you have to bring Thomas uh, in. Thomas he, back in and everybody. You know, with like seven, eight minutes left in the game. And but Thomas I guess is supposed to be resting. This is what I'm getting at is that for the Celtics to have continued, continued success with Crowder out of the lineup, they need to not only have somebody step up other than Isaiah because Isaiah's, Pretty much, you're doing it every game this yeah, year. He's averaging almost thirty points throughout the month of March. Right, 
but they but need they need somebody else to not they don't need they don't need one person to step up. They need everyone, everyone, yeah, all to hands, elevate all hands their deck. game. I get you. I Every, get you. Like Smart needs to elevate his game. Like you saw tonight, getting those rebounds. Bradley tonight played a really good game. Played, made clutch, made, made clutch, clutch shots. shots was able to play yeah. some defense. You saw Amir Johnson having a little bit of a renaissance in the past. It's everybody chipping in to do those little things that you know you rely on Crowder for. So I, if they can continue it. They got a tough West Coast uh, West Coast trip after um, the Raptors. After the Raptors, which I believe they play. Who's the fact checker on the show, Joel? You got the Clippers. Yep. The Warriors. The Suns. Portland. It's not an order, but like you know, the Blazers. It's five game. Lakers. Road trip. The Lakers. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's, that that's, was five. That's five, right? That's a five. That's a five game. You know, to West end, Coast to, swing to end to end the month and start. You know, April. There's what ten games left. Ah, dude. Before the playoffs, and and then you come back home, and you got the, you got the Bobcats, you got the. I believe they play the Hawks again. It's it's a tough schedule. So if Crowder's not coming back anytime soon, they're gonna need to make some. They're gonna need to make some big like adjustments going into to hold on to the seed because it's getting tight in the East, man. Well, here's some good news for you guys. Jay Crowder will be traveling with the team. There's no guarantee that he's going to play on this road trip, but he will be with the team. And there's a small chance that he'll be able to play at the tail end of that road trip. So I say, I he say, could be, I say, he could be back sooner Golden than we State? think. I say he's back with Golden State. Golden State, not because, not because the doctors say, yeah, you're ready to play because he wants. He to wants play. to play versus Golden State. That's yeah. the game that all been circling on the calendar since, yeah. since December 10th. Yeah, and you have to worry about the Clippers too because you know they 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 want that win. They 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 lost earlier before the All Star break. Let's 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 do this roundtable real quick. Would you rather have Crowder sit out until he comes back to Boston? Or would you rather have him try to push it against Golden State? Well, I would. I personally, I would. I would wait. But you know, knowing, I mean, not that I know him personally, but you know, the way he the plays. consensus yes. of him, you know, wanting to wanting to the play the ideology of Crowder of Crowder, yeah, the 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 Crowder mindset, if the you will, Crowder way of life, <laughs> the Crowder way of life. I like that <laughs> hashtag, the Crowder way of life. Put on a t shirt. Put on a t shirt. I mean, he, you don't see him that often with the boot. And when you do, it's during the games, you know, and, and his nice, his nice, uh, attire, if you will. So he's got pea coats for days, bro. Yeah, my dude's fresh. <laughs> yeah, Crowder think, is, yo, he's just he fresh advantage. to death when it comes to his Jesus. attire. He's the only one that took advantage, full advantage of being out in Milan. Right. He just went shopping. That's yeah. all he did. I swear to God, he was just like, give me every single pea coat color. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys want to know why, have. why I know Crowder has, has style? Tell me. One game, right before the game, uh, we were in the locker room getting ready to talk to the guys, and points at me and just goes, hey, man, that's a, that's a great shirt you got there, man. That's a great buy-up. <laughs> so obviously, so you have to point obviously it out, right? the dude has style because, you know, he was pointing out my, no, my that little button up that he, I had He on went that out day. of his way to point that out. Right, to let everybody know that, like, I, you know, real recognize real. I like what you're wearing <laughs> there, bro. He's like, so I'm going I'm to shout you out in front of everyone because I want everyone to know that I'm, I'm loving what this dude's rocking. Right? Like, and everyone wait, turned around and was like, oh. Yeah, crowd is right. Well, you get My that, JC Penny, or uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Express, Express, right. Marshalls, dude. What's I got it from Express. All right. All right, guys, real quick, before... another rated place. So shop, by the way. It is, it is. Before we get Marshalls. off, the, before we get off the uh, Orlando Magic talk, guys, we can't forget. Before we get off this game altogether, we can't forget about my man Kelly Olynyk. I mean, my dude—he put his hair down. His first he's game. He's finally first, back in the like, flow. Yeah, his first real game, like you know, it, showing his his showing Olympic his old self. Yeah, right, showing exactly, his Olympicness. Exactly. When, when I say like that, Olympic. I mean he went four of six from from uh, beyond the arc, seven of twelve on the floor, twenty-two points, five rebounds, two steals. I mean, what more could you ask for from a guy named Kelly Olynyk? Well, mean, I mean, he's still getting back into the flow. Uh, 
I think he's back. Dutra, I agree to that. Dutra I, and I, Dutra and I were at the game, so there there are some tweaks that I would like to see improved. I, right. you know, but it's and maybe it's just part of the the Olympic isms of when somebody drives the lane and he likes to jump and just try fouls. to block the shot yeah. and just fouls and it's just like, bro, you're seven feet tall. Just uh, put your damn on. hands up. Y'all, man. y'all gonna knock Olenek uh, after the game? Just put he your had, damn man. hands up. Because he got into foul trouble a little bit. Well, I thought Olenek... He needs to stay on the floor. I thought Olenek played pretty well. He was able to knock down the three-pointers when he had them. When he, when he was... Because he only shoots them... He only shoots them in the do. flow of the offense. But then sometimes he still felt confident to, like, fake the three, drive to the lane, see if he gets fouled, and he was finishing his layups at night. I did, I did so... This, I did the Celtics did well, too, in... Uh, and limiting three point shots, they took the ball. In right, they a were lot more. they were like driving. Said, was just, was they just were driving, aggressive. Driving they were a very aggressive team yeah. against the Magic on Hell Monday yeah. night. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, the way Olenek can play is, it's it's interesting. Now, I'm gonna bring this up. I brought it up to Joel at the game tonight. Uh, that's, that's a good question. It's yeah. a good question, good and question, we didn't yeah. bring it up to you yet. But What's this up? is it. So tonight against the Magic, you saw a little bit of Kelly Olynyk versus Aaron Gordon. My question to you is, who would you take? Kelly Olynyk or Aaron Gordon? Oof. That's a tough question. It is. I mean, they're two different players. Well, they're two totally different, totally players. different players. Same draft class, I believe. Maybe not. I don't know fact checkers McGee's out there, but maybe not. <laughs> but basically, Aaron Gordon was a top five pick. Kelly Olynyk was a top 16 to 17 pick. Yeah, he was 13, yeah, overall. 13, top 15 pick. Mm-hmm. So... The way they're playing, and the way they were playing tonight, especially, they were Ding up against each other. Yeah. And you saw sort of the back and forth, and I thought to myself, I said, yeah, so Aaron Gordon is yeah, a high-flying athlete. He was struggling a little bit from the outside, too, Gordon. Yeah, he was. Mm. He doesn't have that outside game as well as mm. Kelly does. Yeah, you know, but I'm going to give the edge to Gordon, though. Yeah, I, I think Gordon can put thing. the ball on the floor. Yeah. He can uh, get to he the can, rack he can score in different any, ways any, that any, Kelly can. Yeah. So I, I Who are you more confident in, though, on the offensive end? Well, on the I offensive said, end, you're giving the ball. You let's just. I mean, are, you, are we talking about a, like on, a last second play? Or no, let's just say no, no, no. more confident overall to score you buckets. Like you need to rely on this guy for offense. Well, Gordon, right now, I'm taking shooter, Kelly Olynyk. But, yeah, but Gordon, you know, he can he can score different ways. So but it's Gordon, right now, that question. Yeah. We're talking about right now, right at this moment, right Gordon, now. Gordon has the ultimate confidence right now. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Olenek, Olenek is true. coming back slowly from an injury. Well, look, he was out for like a month. Let's, let's even let's even jet this back. Like you know, I know I know Gordon. Like you said, Gordon won the Sunday like dunk this. contest. Oh, no, hold played really good all saw weekend. No, he should have, but, but he, he did. But before, yeah. no, but he before, didn't before, win. He should have won. Right, right, he ahead, didn't win, dude. Go ahead, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. I was Gordon. just gonna say like the way the way the two have been playing this year. I think Kelly Olynyk has basically proven that he's a better player than Aaron Gordon. But right now, I would take Aaron Gordon, slight edge over Olenek, and I'll tell you why. The littles, the littles of things, and this is and this is the main reason why. You better not say defense. No, when he goes, when Gordon goes into the lane, he's gonna dunk that shit. He's not gonna do like a little little flip shot, and that's what Olenek doesn't do. Right. Well, I mean, Gordon's a better athlete, so Gordon's obviously a better dunker. I mean, but, he's, but, the dunk but Olenek is seven feet tall. Dunk that shit. All yeah, the time. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't think Orlinux had more than like four dunks all year. But when he does, he gets up. So he needs to that's, again, that's a confidence. It's just thing. A, it's a, I think it's a different style of play, but I thought it was a, a, an interesting contrast to look at those two players go up against each other on Monday night and see See it live too. And see well see it live and, and, and see like the two contract contrasting styles of play. But seriously, like now like Aaron Gordon's gonna have to Adjust to make himself a, a jump shooter in this league. 
or he's not going to be able to keep up offensively. Well, but Kelly Olynyk has that in his bag of tricks already. So it sort of makes him like, well, I mean, you get the, he can learn how to dunk. Like, he can yeah. dunk. You know, it's funny you bring that up because when I think of Aaron Gordon's game, his style, it kind of reminds me of like a very young Blake Griffin. Before Blake Griffin, before he had that jump shot, he had to add that jump shot to be Blake Griffin. Right. So Aaron Gordon like came Gordon out, doesn't have that shot. Aaron really. Gordon came out of the draft as Blake Griffin Jr. But I don't think he's ever going to live up to that because well, he, he has to get that jump shot, like you said. Well, I mean, even even without it, I mean, look at it. Like he's this is his first year. I think it's his what his third year in the league. Over, but over overall, and he hasn't been able to. But he hasn't. But he hasn't been able to. He hasn't been able to. Like at least you know what Olenek is, right? Third year in the league, you know what Olenek is, and you know that he's he's good at a couple different things. Gordon, you're still like I know he's he can he's one of the best dunkers in the league, and he's and he's got athleticism. But okay. other than that, you just he you doesn't just, have much. But you just proved my point. Gordon has room for improvement. Olenek, I'm not saying he's reached the ceiling, but he's he's kind of close to it. How how, how much I more think, does Olenek need to I improve? I think I think if you look at it or this will year, he improve? that's a better question. How much will more? If will you he look improve? at it this year, Olenek has made much more of a jump than Aaron Gordon has made this year. No pun okay. intended. No pun intended. No, I guess that's fair to say. I mean, well, the, ain't jumping, but Gordon's injury kind of taints that. Well, the injury that, before well, the injury, Olenek, because before the injury, he was doing great. Olenek was playing the best. Are season. you kidding? Yes, yes, that's yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm oh, saying I you're going to say the opposite. No, I'm saying like Olenek has been able to show that he is an NBA rotation starting player. Okay, yeah. Gordon, rotation guy. Gordon is still trying to prove that. Yeah, but what? 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 And it depends, it depends on a better on, team. Olenek's on a better team. Okay. And Gordon could, if Gordon was able, if, if, okay, let's switch places. Olenek would probably be like a borderline 20 point score on Orlando right now. Let's be honest. I don't know about that because it, it's, it depends what system you're in, right? Gordon, they've kind of given Gordon the green light because they got rid of, they got rid of Harris. They got rid of him for, for Gordon's sake only. Okay. So the, no you're, other giving, reason. you're giving Gordon the green light. Olenek. You're not going to give Olenek the green light to be your leading scorer for the night. Hey, prove my point, though. That's what I mean. Oh, I think Olenek has shown a lot more. We just proved each other's point. We just talking about systems. Right. So systems have a big deal. The Celtics, the Celtics have a need, a certain need for Olenek. Right. And the Orlando Magic have a certain need for Gordon. Right. But they want, yeah, I guess they want the Gordon to develop, and they're trying to force his development when it's been a lot slower than Olenek. So I still would take Olenek over Gordon any day of the week. All right. Agree All right. to disagree. All right, fellas. So. <laughs> we always can do. We, can, we just, can we just move on from the uh, Gordon conversation? Wait, one more thing. Mind. I'm sorry. One more thing. We're, we're the Shaq and Chuck of this, this I'm, little, I'm this little thinking, thing called the Causeway Street I was thinking the whole one more thing was was going to happen like three more things ago, but you guys keep going with it. All right, go ahead. All right, I'm guys. Just kidding. I had nothing So else. before this five-game road trip, the stuff is going to host, I don't know, is, he, is it fair to say their biggest nemesis this season, the Toronto Raptors, uh, the kryptonite? They're going to host the Toronto Raptors. They have a chance to Mike move Lowry. up in the standings before this big West Coast swing. Kyle Lowry. Lowry on Wednesday night at TD Garden, a place where they're not going to play for, not going to play at for at least a week and a half or so. What are the chances the Celtics can knock off the Raptors and make a statement on Wednesday? What well, do you guys think? The Celtics can't fall into a twenty-point hole again. They no, have to stay on. They have to stay not. on point. Because they have last to be time Toronto ran them out the gym. They have to be aggressive. It, it was an embarrassment. Close. It was embarrassment in Toronto. Toronto has this thing where they Drake was all dancing on the sideline shit. <laughs> Again with the Drake talk. Fucking Drake. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm bling>. No. <laughs> no, but Toronto has this thing, and I tweeted and I tweeted it out during the Toronto game that they're not like impossible to figure out. They're front runners. But they have this this way of 
when they create a distance between them and whoever they're playing, they know how to maintain it. They're front runners, dude. That's exactly what <laughs> they are. Like, and that's <laughs> why they're going to lose in the first round you of the playoffs I mean? again this year. And and <laughs> that's why because but, they're but, able to but, hold on to no, a lead. But no, because they don't, they, can't, they don't fight adversity well. They don't no, fight adversity well. They, just, they love to, getting in front of the leads and, and, take, and leading it. That's what I'm oh, saying, okay. though. But they have players who keep that, that hit clutch shots like – like like you know Lowry and and yeah, backcourt Mike Lowry yeah, Mike Lowry it's the second it's best backcourt Lowry. in the NBA stop saying that I know but bad boys <laughs> yeah, I know, man I know, I know. it's the second best backcourt in the NBA Mike Lowry behind behind uh, the Splash Brothers yeah but they have they have the second best backcourt they have other they have other players that you wouldn't think wow make a difference like Scola and even oh like and, Terrence Ross and even Terrence who only Ross falls only up when he's yeah, playing yeah, against yeah, oh my god Terrence if Terrence Ross if Terrence Ross has another corner three against the Celtics. Oh my God! And what? What? And eight? Uh, Louis Scola, really? <laughs> Louis Scola, you're gonna put up 17 points in the first quarter? And then he didn't score a single point the rest of the night. And then, <laughs> that's and, all he and did. then still, that was all he had to do. Right still, there. the game, yeah, the game the, notes were like, "That's all they needed." Louis Scola found the fountain of youth. It's like, no, we found the quarter of youth because no one was there to guard him because Kelly Olynyk was playing, not even playing. Jake Crowder was there. Everyone was trying to focus Scola. on the. All right, well, guys, let's, here's, here's let's the, the same thing. He did the same thing the first time they played against Louis the Scola. Louis Scola. That's why. He, that's why he right, got guys, longevity. Guys, Here's the difference, though. Amir Johnson is playing like the guy that the Celtics have wanted him to play like. He wasn't playing like this the last time the Celtics faced the Raptors. Double-double guy. Yes. Grabbing you boards. Trust me, I know. Giving you second-chance opportunities. Well, I mean, well, Bradley, too, found his stroke again, I think. Bradley's found his stroke again. You know what I mean? You need Bradley to find his stroke, continue, continue, you know, Making the big shots. Olenek and, is back. And, this isn't the Olenek that just came fresh off of an injury. This is Olenek who's feeling comfortable. And I mean, he up. looked like his old Olenek self against the Magic, yeah, like no, we he's talked got, about. He's got a D up. He's got a D up too. Um, we're going back to Bradley. He's got a D up. Back continue, to Bradley. Okay. Going, continue doing what he's doing. You know, on the perimeter, he had four steals against Philadelphia, nine rebounds against Orlando. So we need more of this. We need everybody to do a little bit now here, of what Jay Crowder does. Here's what I'm a little worried about, though. Valanciunas. It will be back. Probably going to be back. Probably going to be back. And I mean, he, he's, there's no guarantee, but there's a chance he'll be back. Good chance. He murders back. us. He absolutely murders us every time we play him. He's an inside-outside guy. I mean, that, a, that's, those just, are the guys that kill us all. Yeah, and and I think that that's something that's we need what, to be worried that, about. The Raptors but, have a bunch of those. Now that you bring that up, Sway, they have a bunch of inside-out guys. But I think this is this is a this is a big thing to watch during that uh, Raptors Celtics game coming up on Wednesday. Is you know can the Celtics have this like those these cupcakes that they've been getting the the magic and the 76ers are they able to keep that momentum going are they able to keep like you know obviously those were must those were let's face it those were must wins games for the celtics which ones Against Orlando the Sixers and Philadelphia. And, oh. They needed, yeah. they, they had to win those if games. You, if, you, if you ever needed a confidence booster, it's yeah, against it was, the 76ers. It was, it, and you know what? That came right at the right time. So I think that, you know, not only coming off that embarrassment, there's no yeah. other way to put it, even, in Toronto. Even though and then two wins, have, a, have some good home cooking back in Orlando. You got a day at home to rest. You're at home. You're able to get your surroundings. You got Toronto coming into bidding on Wednesday night. If the Celtics are going to beat them, this is the time to do it because, right. I mean, they're playing well now. They've had a couple of, you know, bad teams come in and get, build their confidence. They're coming off that loss. They want to avenge that loss. I, I mean, if, they, if they're if they going to do it without Jay Crowder, I mean, with Jay Crowder, it's a whole different story. We'd be talking all different right now. But without Jay Crowder, would if they're we, going to though? win, Toronto's we a, would. It's a pain in the fucking reason in the why. Celtics' asses. Reason why we'd be talking about it differently is because we probably wouldn't have lost. You know, maybe I'll even even if you just take the Pacers game, 
even if you could take the Pacers game, which the Celtics were in it, you know, until the fourth quarter when they don't cover Paul George. I mean, if the Celtics take that game, that's only a two-game losing streak instead of a four-game losing streak that you're that you're reeling off of. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. If uh, it, can the Celtics win? Yes, but what do they have to do? Exactly what they did tonight, and a little more. Well, I think what I think the reason why the Philadelphia game was very important because not only was it a big win. But also because I think the starting five was able to put up 90-plus points. That's something that the Celtics haven't done. That's something that the Celtics starting five haven't done the entire season. I think it's very important for the starting five to get really used to each other. Right. Get ready for this huge road trip. And what better way to get better for this, to get ready for this road trip than a huge game against your division rival, the Toronto Raptors. I mean, and this is a Raptor team that, guys, don't forget, they're only two games Behind Cleveland Cavaliers, so they, they're looking at right. So they're looking at every single game as a must-win because they're eyeing that number one spot. If the Raptors get to that one spot, being Joel, we're talking about this earlier today. It's a whole different landscape in the East now. Absolutely, it's it changed, a whole different everything. landscape. That means that means you don't want to be the three seed no. then, right? No, and it's very much possible that they could get it. I I, I think so. I think they're rolling right now. Oh, but the the Raptors are playing. Obviously, Louis Scola scoring seventeen points in the first quarter. The Raptors are playing some of the best. That. Best basketball they played all year. They're getting contributions from everybody. <laughs> you make it sound like Skull is like a complete like, like, bum. Like he's like a scrub. Right. Like he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, he's legit, be. man. <laughs> like he shouldn't be starting. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. He's 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 played well. Okay, he's Louis Skull well. is an absolute bum. Are you kidding oh, me? My an God. absolute bum. Right Come now, on, in this man. point in his my career, God. I mean, he's not the Houston Rockets Skull, but he's still he's not the Indiana Pacers Skull. He's still serviceable big. No, he's not. No, get the Come on. No, Scola, Scola, <laughs> come Scola, on! No, Scola is come on the Raptors Ginobili. All right, that's what is that's what it boils down. I to. I can't believe you just fucking said I did. that. I hey, did. that's not a back comparison. Ginobili back-up in this business. stage of his career? No, that's a that's you know he's and 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 more so because is it because he's from what is because he's Argentinian? Is that way Argentinian? Is that why don't we being racist now? I knew, <laughs> is that why you said that? I know I know you douchebag. You want to say some shit like that? No. <laughs> Because but you this, like Messi too? At this, I love Messi. Oh, what is? What I is? Love Messi. What is it? Uh, basic, basically, you know what? All you know day, what? Baby, all day. Then Luis Scola is, is Lionel Messi. Let's just no, put it that not. way. No, let's let's, let's no, put it that way. Put it on no, the board. No, he's not. No one's Lionel Messi. Ronaldo's better. Than yeah, negative. Oh, you want to get into this right now? Oh, well, any please, day, bro. Please don't. Please. Who's your free agent of the week? Me and Javel just don't agree on anything. I'm surprised you two were able to get along at the game. We had a good time tonight. We had a good game. time. Good time. If the Celtics lost, it would have been a different story, though. You guys would have been yelling at probably whose no. fault it no, was that the, they lost. My only, my only knock, my only knock with the with the Philadelphia game is that they allowed the Sixers to score over 100 points, and without Okafor, like that's well, you know, I mean, Carl Landry freaking turned back the clock, almost dropped 30 points. Yeah, you yeah. can't. He's a scrub too. He's a scrub too, right? Right, right, Dujan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you're going to tell me Kyle Landry's not a scrub. You're going to tell me Landry Landry's going to be a starter Kyle on any Landry, other of the 29 listen, teams in the listen, NBA? No, listen, listen, listen. Kyle Landry is playing because he's no, no, no. the Sixers. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Kyle Landry would be on, this, uh, on the Golden State Warriors if they could afford to pay him. Yeah, he'd be off the bench, though. He wouldn't be doesn't matter. Starter. doesn't matter. But my point is, though, he's he's like he's one of those veteran guys that you need. Wait a second. Kyle Landry would be on the Golden State Warriors if... They had a, they could afford to pay him, and they didn't have Fesses Azili, <laughs> or or uh, or Maurice Space. Space, or somebody that could play better than him and is just cheaper than him. He went to the Sacramento Kings and made mucho bucks. I don't even know. It was like eight million dollars per year, and he was, they were like, ah, oh, all right, Carl Landry. That's that's a good signing. Yeah, he's gonna be no, no, he's not. He's a scrub. He's a scrub. He had like two good years. All right, I know what. All right. All right. All right. You digress. Can we get off this? Free agent of the week. Uh, Who you got? 
Um, Fifty well, Celtics fans speaking, excited. Speaking speaking of the Raptors, who could be on Danny Ainge's radar this okay. upcoming summer? So, Mr. Sean Ducher. Free agent of the week, Causeway Street's free agent of the week. So we're looking at <laughs> that's his intro. I love it. We're looking at a little bit outside the box here. We know the big names, the unrestricted guys, the guys that are out there just waiting to be signed. But there's one big name out there we literally just talked about on the Toronto Raptors that it was talked about at the beginning of the season too as potential trading for right for trade target. But yeah. then the Raptors have had a great year, so obviously they're not going to trade him. But DeMar DeRozan of they, the Toronto Raptors. They couldn't, but go ahead. Right. DeMar DeRozan of the Toronto Raptors. They could have. No, they couldn't right now. They can't Would right now. Would you keep going, John? Well, he's kind of, all right. You DeMar DeRozan right of the Toronto Raptors is, is our Causeway Street free agent of the week. All right. Okay? okay? So he comes in as not a free agent because there's still a chance that he can opt into his $9 million contract per year. Stupid There's no did. way he's going to do that. Okay, so he's going to hit the open market. Now, here's where it sort of gets a little bit tricky, is that Toronto Raptors, they're a good team, okay? So you're going to be looking at trying to outbid the Toronto Raptors who can pay him an extra year than anybody else in the NBA. So right now, the latest rumor is that obviously he's going to opt out of his deal, but what he's looking for is a $25 million per year contract. So we're talking about like 150 for DeMar DeRozan. So the Raptors, I uh, the basically what it breaks down to is the Raptors are going to be able to pay him 25 more million dollars than any other team in the NBA. Now, this is where it sort of gets a little what's going to happen here. Does he take the extra 25 million dollars, which is 25 fucking million dollars, okay, to stay with the Raptors if they get knocked out of the first round of the playoffs this year, or I think it's even reasonable to say that if they get knocked out of the second round of the playoffs, that's another disappointment for Toronto. Well, you just and said they're not going to get out of the first round, so. Well, I'm saying, okay. He's saying the what ifs, Troy. He's saying the what ifs. If they can't, if they get knocked, that they've been knocked out of the first round of the playoffs for the past three years, I think. God bless you, Paul Pierce. Right. Paul Pierce is now out of the Eastern Conference, so they don't have to worry about him, but they need to worry about now making it so that a guy on their own team thinks it's worthwhile to stay there even though they can give him an extra $25 million than any other team in the NBA, will DeMar DeRozan sign with the Raptors, or will he go somewhere else for a chance to win, including maybe with your Boston Celtics? That's tough. It's tough. Um, when you guys first brought this up to me before the show, the first thing that came to mind was the relationship that he's built with Lowry, obviously. Drake? Oh, <laughs> yeah. he's actually also built a great relationship with Drake. Actually, <laughs> oh, they hang out. He was he was on. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, that's Lou Williams, right? On they Monday, were, yeah. on Monday, he, he was, were, yeah. he was on. He was on ESPN really Radio worked, talking really about Drake out for Lou Williams too. He was talking good things about uh, his relationship with Drake, but no, um, I think those two. Uh, it's, that's a tough relationship to break up. But again, you bring up the point that if they get bounced out of the first round, I mean, it gets to the. It, he's gonna have to ask himself: Does he want to battle against the Cleveland Cavaliers? Right. Or stick around in Toronto. And honestly, I think it's a long shot. But I think that if he does look elsewhere, the Boston Celtics have to be on his radar. Because if you're able so to too. pair him up with Isaiah Thomas in the backcourt, along Plus with another big, Al Horford. An Al Horford, let's say. Or even, I mean, let's be, let's be honest even the way the team is constituted now. Let's just say hypothetically the Celtics were able to get to the second round this year. Don't forget Hassan or who White knows, get to the third round against the, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals. 
against the uh, against the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Or what if they lose to the Celtics in the second round of the playoffs? What if they lose to the Celtics? That could happen too. So I I like the signing. I like it on paper. I like the thought of it. I like the thought of Celtics paying that much for him. I think he is that good. Really? I just think it's a it's a it's a long shot. Well, you don't you don't like that those those numbers? You don't think you don't think he's worth that? So potentially you're talking about the Celtics spending 125 mil for five years, six yeah. years? No, five, five years. years. Five years. Yes, and they still have enough money to sign another max guy. I mean, the money, the money, the money. They would still have enough. You, you would just have to say bye to Evan Turner. But I mean, if you're getting Demar Derozan, well, I, well, I, I don't think who? it. You have to say goodbye to. You're not going to sign Evan Turner oh, I'm out. and Demar I'm out. Derozan. I'm out. <laughs> you're joking. Right? I'm joking. Yeah. So. I mean, no, I, I think he's that good. He's a top. <laughs> he's a top shooting guard in this league. Are you kidding me? You don't think he's up there? I didn't say nothing. I, I mean, you're looking I, at me with you, the, uh, about the money. That look. Yeah, that you got that look, look no, as no, if, no. like, oh, you would spend that much money no, on no, no. DeMar DeRozan? No. Who's my, above? Who's a better shooting guard no, not but, named James Harden no. and maybe one more person than, than uh, DeMar DeRozan? Chris but, Middleton. No, my, only, my, only con- my only concern would be if you do bring him in, <laughs> does Avery Bradley accept coming off the bench? If you're okay. gonna put him, if you're gonna start him at the two, I think Joel, I think you're, I think you're overthinking it a little bit because I mean, if you're paying a guy twenty five million dollars a year, he's gonna be in your starting lineup. No, I understand that, right? But, but is I is Avery Bradley gonna accept coming off the bench after fighting his way into the starting role, being potentially? Well, I think he is. I mean, if you, well, he's one versatile. Of the best, one of the best. He's a versatile defender, guy. You can defensive move into guys the, in yes, the league. Yes. You can move into the three. I know exactly what you're saying. But if you move into the three, then, then you're taking on Jay Crowder. Well, Crowder can move to the four. Or you I can mean, just package Avery Bradley. You have to sign Demar Derozan. Package Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart and go trade for Demarcus Cousins. No, oh. I brought that up though. I said. <laughs> I brought that up though. I said. <laughs> I said before the beginning of the show. Before the Problem recording solved. show, you put Jay at the four, and you guys looked at me like I had four heads. No, you can't put Jay at the four. See. You can't put Jay at the four, dude. You gotta. It, it, Why not? You what? With the way the league is going, the the, the direction the league is I going mean, towards. I, I mean, mean, you could put you Carter could, at the four. Isn't crazy. I mean, look at the fours nowadays. It's six, not seven, crazy. Six eight. It's Those not are, crazy. That's your four now. Okay, I'll give you that. It's not centers crazy. centers in the NBA are like what six eight six nine. But I wouldn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel comfortable having Crowder permanently at your four. I mean, I would much feel. I would feel much more comfortable with Olenek at the four, and then. You know, okay. Let, okay. Uh, who, who are the best power think, forwards in the NBA? I think you make that. Just, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to get into this. I don't no, real into quick. This. No, we're going to get into this. Joel, who's the best power forwards in the NBA? Blake Griffin. Name a few. Uh, Blake Griffin. Marcus Aldridge. Demarcus Cousins. Oh, I mean, you can put him at the four or the five. Uh, Cousins. I, I, Tim consider, Duncan. I consider him more of a five, but. Um, oh, Tim Duncan's Greg like Monroe. school four. Lamarcus Aldridge. Nikolai Vucevic. Just taking the Eastern Conference. Kevin Love. Okay. Right. So, you can't guard against those guys. Kevin Love, yeah, that that's a, that's an exception. The guy who likes to live the outside the paint. You're the same guy. Yeah, Crowder can guard outside. him outside the hold paint. On, hold on, Al Horford. No, no, Paul hold Millsap. Hold on. Whatever you want, swap with that. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm no, just... I know. Okay, that's fine. But you're, just, this is, you're the same guy that said that that Marcus Smart has would have no problem guarding Kevin Durant, and look how that turned out. Did I say that? Yes, yeah, you, did. you did. You said you wanted him to go small. We were trying no, to predict who's going to play the three. Smart, and Smart is six four, guarding six seven, six eight, six I, nine, potentially. Okay, but that obviously I don't want. Marcus Smart playing the four every single game, right? No, that's the three, though. I'm, I'm talking just, about. He, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just right. saying like height discrepancies. That's what Let, I'm talking let's about. Let's get back. Let's get back to the topic here. All I'm saying is that if you have Demar Derozan, you have the chance to get Demar Derozan, and he wants to sign, you're I, gonna pay him that money because the money means nothing. That's fine. Right? But I think you potentially make that move if you don't go out and get a big. That's what I think. So let's 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 be let's be hypothetical, really big picture hypothetical here. 
you go out and let's say you're able to. So uh, actually, let me let me make it simple. Is DeMar DeRozan the first person you sign, or do you need to know you have another player before you go out and spend twenty five million DeMar DeRozan? Well, I mean, we've had this conversation multiple times. Is that the top person on your list if you're going to talk about free agents? I'm asking you. I don't think so, because you don't. It's, that's not a big need right now, is it? A wing? Is it? A, is is he going to play? Is he going to be a wing or your shooting guard? I mean, he he's. It doesn't matter where he plays, but he fits a need for the wing, right? I mean, if you think about it, right now Jay Crowder's out, and we have nobody to replace him. We have legitimately one true wing player on this team. If you're not going to count James Young, because James Young's never going to see the fucking other day. I, I'm tired of you bringing up James Young. Evan Turner, Evan Turner is on the wing. Week, I forget. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so maybe he's not at the top of your list, but I mean, if you're looking at top five, he's a top five top free agent three, this week. He's top five this week. He's a top five <laughs> free agent in well, the, this the summer. Week he's your top. This summer, this, this week is number one. Yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's he's such an interesting. Interesting guy to look at because because you know what this year he Never has really proven, thought about him until today he has proven he's he's a twenty five point point per game scorer and he's still such an old school player he's not a he doesn't rely on threes he's a wing that doesn't rely on threes he's a slasher he can play good defense he he's a high flyer and right, so let me, let me, I mean he's a turnover machine too he turns the ball over a lot all right so let me let me ask you this do the Celtics need more a big or a wing oh a big. Yeah, a big. So that's why he's not at the top of the. Top that's of what my I'm saying. List. I think if you can't sign a big, then you look at signing someone well, like a Demarcus, uh, Demar DeRozan. But you feel comfortable giving him that kind of money? Uh, you almost uh, said no, it. I you almost uh, said it. Bro. It, no, it wasn't. This is this is. Joel, you is, feel comfortable giving him that kind of money though? Because it sounds like you're not. You don't like that. You don't like those. No, those it's not. I never said the I'm money not doesn't matter. The, the money doesn't matter because it's a max contract. Doesn't matter. This is this is this. Something's going to try to max guy. You need. You need. To think big in that aspect to try to acquire him. Exactly. That's it. I'm not. You need to I think out. I need, made a face of what he said something, but nothing to do with DeMarcus Rosen. You need if you, to. If you you said DeMarcus Rosen. You really want DeMarcus Cousins. No, I, I said know DeMar. It. You said DeMarcus. <laughs> rewind the tape for a second. Anyways. In a perfect world, though, DeMarcus, DeMarcus and, DeMar and DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan. Yes, thank you. Woo. Then you free up that backcourt. don't live in that world, guys. I live in that world. I'm just throwing it out there. Come I, on. You I, can't I, deny that. All I'm saying, if you get. Eastern Conference Finals, book it. Oh, put those two guys. Well, in there. dude, any, I mean, and that—that's the beauty. That's the beauty. That's what we do here, man. Of we, this we dream. We dream big. Go big, Why like not? Doug said. <laughs> I think if I you don't think, get I that. Other, I know, you're too I know. young. I remember. <laughs> think she's big. Too she's too young for you, bro. Too she doesn't. Yeah, you, she doesn't bro. get that. <laughs> think big, big. <laughs> big. BB, what was big. BB the producer? <laughs> Fucking big, BB. She was a bitch big, on the show. She was. But yeah, the young the young listeners have no idea what Drumming on a street light. <laughs> banging on a trash can. <laughs> One little voice. Anyways, that's what the seller's gonna do. That's <laughs> the beats. That's what the seller's gonna do. <laughs> Joe, throw that at the end of this. <laughs> throw yeah. at the end of this podcast. And, and with, and with, <laughs> and with drumming on the street light. Killer <laughs> tofu. Oh, yes. Because I guarantee you, there's some listeners that know that, but they don't even know what we're talking about. And then they, when they hear that song at the end of the podcast, they'll, they'll be, be like, like "Yes, oh. Joe, what do we miss? I don't think we missed anything. Let's cap it off. Um, in case you missed it, uh, the Celtics once again will play the uh, Toronto Raptors on Wednesday night at the TD Garden. 
Currently, oh, currently right now, huge game. Better be up for that garden. Currently, right now, garden Boston. The the Celtics are five and five in the month of March. The Raptors are one and a half games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. Two reasons why, in my opinion, why the Celtics need to win this game. One, you don't want the Celtics to fall any further down in the standings because they have to battle with the likes of the Miami Heat, Charlotte Hornets, and the Atlanta Hawks, who are they're all I mean, the Atlanta Hawks have the same record as the Celtics. Miami has half a game up and Charlotte is half a game behind. We're in the thick of it now, bro. It's the thick of yeah. things. Now we're in the thick of everything. Two, you do not want Toronto to catch the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because then that's just that's just for lack of a better word, it's a big clusterfuck right now in the Eastern Conference. And if Toronto captures not the not not that they're not that I'm saying that uh because of this game that they'll take over the East for good, but Cavaliers, they don't care. They don't care. I don't think they care what seed they, they enter into the playoffs. You know why? Because they're a bunch of bitches. <laughs> um, well, I mean, they almost dropped one against the Orlando Magic, so. Yeah. I mean, they, I, think so they're the little, I think they're a little vulnerable I, right I now going into the playoffs. I, I think they're in that stage where they're kind of, you know, remember when uh, teams would say, like, they're, uh, right. they're, they're a little coasting. bored? Coasting. Yeah, they're coasting, waiting for the playoffs to just you know what? start up. And this is strange. This is strange for, 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 I think, us to say it, but, I mean, I'm not too worried about the Cavs, oh my god! In the playoffs, maybe maybe it's just the way they're playing right now. Wait, what do you want? Another uh, Avery Bradley walk off? You expecting one of those to happen again? You expecting another? I don't uh, know. I don't know. Comeback. I just, I just, I, I mean, just feel like this is number. I don't. You uh, should be a worried. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna say it too loud, but I, I just feel like right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it on a podcast where a lot of people are listening to. Thanks I, for that. I whispered that. and I said it without a lot of conviction. Okay, but I just. You know, I maybe feel like they may lose. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I just I'm not I'm not the most. The only like, way the only way the Celtics are going to beat the Cavs in the playoffs is Bobby Davidson's coaching the Cavs. Well, hey. <laughs> he made it right in oh, the last segment. He made almost it missed it, but he was like, in case you missed it, Bobby Davidson's here. <laughs> All right. So I mean, yeah, I don't. The Celtics don't want to see the Cleveland Cavaliers early in the playoffs. They just they don't. Oh. No. That's not a good look. Yeah, I do. I want to see him. Do you want to see him? I didn't say that. What? In <laughs> uh, uh, NBA news, uh, in case you missed it. Yeah. Um, Ducha's boy, Dwight Howard. Dizzy Dwight? Yeah. It's, you know, getting busted. You should have let off with this. For apparently rubbing sticky stuff. Mm. Sticky substance. Nick Young? Good old <laughs> Now you gotta leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, on the ball against the uh, the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday night, uh, thoughts? Yes, uh, <laughs> rub sticky stuff on the ball. If you see the video, you know as Paul Mas- Paul Millsap. If you haven't seen the video, I'm sorry. Paul Millsap is gonna is ready to take a free throw. Dwight Howard happens to come in the game. I don't know for whatever reason he decided to touch the ball as he checks the ball to the ref, gives the ball to the ref, and the ref gave it to Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap immediately noticed like what the hell? There's some there's some sticky stuff on the ball. Gives it to the ref, and the ref was like, what's going on? And and Dwight Howard is smiling the whole time because that's what he does. When he feels uncomfortable. When he feels uncomfortable. Hence the uh, moment between him and uh, uh, his coach, Van Gundy, when that uh, that awkward conference when they were talking about, you know, how he tried to get him fired. But no, um, what I I wanted to say about this whole thing. Van Gundy or Kevin? No, Van Gundy. Remember when he... he Oh, oh, you're talking about Orlando. In Orlando, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. A few years ago. Gotcha. Little chody chode. This is my whole thing about this whole situation for, for Dwight Howard. One... The fact that not only did he admit it, but he said he'd been doing this for a long time. Five years. I mean, 
is that why you were able to grab as many rebounds as you've been grabbing the last five years? One. And, and, and two, how has no one else noticed this? I mean, this isn't something like, you know, with, with Stickham in terms of the NFL, whereas you don't really – you're not – okay, with, with Stickham, that's something that's going – you're going to – the quarterback's going to notice as that's on the ball, mm-hmm. right, which wasn't the case in the NFL. That was something that was, you know, that was a whole different situation. But when we're talking about the actual basketball – how do shooters not notice something like that? Because this if anything, my- that's going to make you miss shots. This is a, the last thing you want is the ball to stick to your hand when you're a shooter. But if you're a guy like Dwight Howard, a big man who's trying to get, you know, 14, 15 boards a night, that's going to help you in that sense. Sweaty palms, man. Sweaty palms. So Dwight what? That, that, a- that erases the, the, the stickiness? That's, I don't know, a, that's maybe. okay. The stickiness. I mean, think about it. I mean, I'm never, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. How's no one notices? I'm a New England Patriots fan. We all are. Oh, Jesus. So, you know, I'm never going to get on somebody for just trying to do something that makes them a little better. That's it. It's not against the rules. It's not for the rules. Stick them. You know what? People that stick them in the NFL for freaking years. And they all were the first ones to come out and say, oh, you know, I can't believe Tom Brady deflated the ball. You know, fuck you. And so, you know what? Dwight Howard uses a little stick them. I hate Dwight Howard. He's an asshole. But... I'm not going to fucking come out and say something against them. Hey, you tried it. You got caught. Guess what? May Is it against the rules? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure he's not the first person to use stick him. I'm sure he's not the last. So, whatever. But whatever. You know what? Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Well, if I, if I was him, though, I would be like, well, this is why I suck at free throws because I can't get this shit off my hand. No, I mean, it'd be one thing if he shot a free throw and it just didn't move. Nah. <laughs> well, didn't the NBA yeah, go right. on record and say that they're not going to suspend him or fine him? No, they're this? not. You no, know why? Yeah, because probably every— There's no rule against it? Yes, that way? No, I, I mean, foreign substance is a foreign substance, but, I mean, when does the NBA have to ever worry about that stuff? You know what I mean? Like is that's it sort of like, like the pine tar thing in baseball. Yeah, I think it is. I think like it's something that people, you know, maybe people don't know about, but it not necessarily makes a like a look difference. at all look at all the damn chalk that LeBron uses and all that stuff. All that is is to get yourself a little more grip, right? So if you look at it and you're saying like, okay, Dwight Howard's literally crossing the line, and in the middle of the game, he's going to just spray tons of stickum on his hands. Like I don't know, he probably screwed up because he put too much on or something like that. Well, he put it on the ball. It's not like he put it on his hands, right? He, I, no, he put it on his hands, and then he touched the ball, and he did one of those things where he just, oh. you know what I mean? So like, you had me confused because I'm thinking he put it on the ball, no. and I'm like, how does no one notice that? No, he he, he had it on his hands. Oh. So my guess he, he, he probably, probably my, my guess is like, you know, when you, when you um, and bear with me here, you know, you might put a little bit extra lotion on your hands, and you have you don't know what to do with it, and you just kind of like rub it, yeah, and it doesn't go away. He did that on the ball. Yeah, it was actually, he did that on the ball. Um, I'm white, so. <laughs> all right, for uh, for all my uh, sunblock? lotion sunblock? users. Okay, sunblock. <laughs> Thank right. you. Daily you put, lotion users. You put too much sunblock, Thank in Ducha's case, yep. on your hands, and you rub it as much as all over your body as possible, and it's still on your hands. That's probably what, what happened. Yeah. He probably, probably over, happened. over applied. The stickum or whatever the fuck he's using. Yeah, Nick but, Young juice. Well, e- either way, my whole thing was that I was surprised that no one noticed it, but now that you explain it that way, I mean... Either way, I don't see it as cheating. I don't see it as like, oh, he's got caught and doing let's something. Let's be, let's be honest. It is what it is. Too. I mean, let's he does. He did what he had to for an advantage. Like, like, like dude, I, I just thought I it was mean, a weird story. I just want. I mean, it is a weird story. No, be, it is. It's freaking but. weird because I mean, how does that actually help you in the game? Like, if you have stick them on your hands, I mean, it's like it's like when players always licking their hands constantly right. and shit. I don't know. Right, but, but no, like, dude, you makes a good point. But the but the uh, the, the, the sweaty palms. No, no, the the the. 
powder that LeBron James uses and a lot of players use. I mean, you just want to keep Kevin your hands. Kevin Garnett used it. Like, you know, Kevin Garnett, right. Use them, you keep them dry so the ball. Like, players you don't use lose, them every single you game. You don't lose grip when you're trying to grip the basketball. But, like, yeah. stick them like, to that other level. But, I mean, if he was a point guard, then I could see, like, okay, he's touching the ball. He's He's trying to handle the ball a little better. But he's a big man. Like, that means he doesn't know how to catch. That just means he's, like, he's the worst hand-eye coordination like he just can't catch the ball. That's the only advantage is you catching the ball. It's not even going for a rebound because if he's up there for a rebound, how many times is he the tallest guy up there to get the rebound? Yeah, but, right? dude, but dude, let me ask you this though: if this was Steph Curry or LeBron James, tell me it wouldn't be a bigger deal. People would say, no, "Oh, that's it." I think so. That's why they, he plays. No, as well. I think I think it that's would be a bigger why, deal. Uh, Curry makes that many threes. That's why LeBron James is able to get to the get to the hole because, because they're ball handlers. He, he sticks, you know, his they're hand sticks to the ball exactly. That's right. what I mean. That's what, I know. I'm saying that. That's what I mean. Right. If he was a ball handler, if he was a point guard, if he handled the ball every time, then I'd be like, well, this is not cool. But, I mean, Dwight <laughs> Howard's just an idiot. Dwight Howard's just an idiot. He just probably was like, ah, I knew Steckham. Yeah, Steckham's great. Yeah, he's an idiot, dude. He's a fucking idiot. All right. Um, in case you missed it, to wrap things up here, the Charlotte Hornets, who I mentioned earlier, are half a game behind the Celtics for the sixth seed. Oh, damn, Hornets are balling. Came back from a 23-point deficit to beat the San Antonio Spurs. Woo! On Monday night, after, hey, on the Spurs, a new level. after the Spurs beat the Golden State Warriors on Saturday. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Great thoughts, man. <laughs> Whoa, very down. profound. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> profound. Godzooks. Hey, these guys got nothing to lose, man. I mean, you think about before the season, who had the Charlotte Hornets making the playoffs? I mean, these guys are just on the, I mean, they're, I w- they're just riding on they momentum went, they right they now. They went eight spot barely. I would have said, yeah, I would have said eight spot. Hanging on, fighting for an eight spot. Yeah, fighting. There you go. Yeah, that's better. I mean, I had the, the I had the Milwaukee Bucks in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference. Now look at them. They're not even yeah, the battling for a playoff spot. Yeah, had the Wizards. You know, I had the Wizards battling for a playoff spot yeah, at least. The Wizards in like the fourth spot, but that's not right now. But, but no, but that's so no, before but that, before but, anyone even looked at them. Here they are in the you know. In the, almost like, in the middle of the pack, so that's why that's they're, why these next games are so much more certified important for playoff the, team. Yeah, that's why the Celtics games coming up are so much more important now because there's so much there's just too much bunching, I guess, for lack of a better term. Right, there's uh, about two games in between, between. Yeah, between the three third seed and down. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. It's insane. I, I I like the way the the Hornets play though. I do like the way they play. I mean, you look at it; they were without Big Al for most of the season. They were able to stomach that. They were able to have. You know, uh, Kemba Walker is just playing out of his mind. Yeah. Nicholas Batum is making himself a gigantic free agent target in the offseason. Um, you know, Marvin Williams. Oh, man. He's, he's been, been balling. He's Shit, ba- Jeremy Marvin Lins, Williams. Jeremy Lin's been a Jeremy solid guy Lin. off the bench. Yeah, it's like every, they. Even Courtney Lee, since he's been traded. Well, yeah, Courtney Lee's yeah, been right mean, into that they, system. They, yeah. have, they have been Good able point. to develop sort of this, this culture down there. And it's very. Uh, it's very similar to the way the Celtics play. You know what? They're very always similar. the underdog. You don't know who's They're, going to go off. Exactly. Night, right? Yep. You have a couple of players who can who can score 20, 25, even 40 if you look at Kemba Walker. But then you got big man Al down low who's just mm-hmm. doing his thing. So, hey, you know, I like the way they're playing. But, you know, that's going to be that's gonna be a tough team for the Celtics to to outpace in the rest of this, the, the remaining 10 games of the regular season. Also, guys, don't forget, this is the point of the season where teams can – you can steal one, you know? You can steal a game or two here or there. And again, that game against I the mean, Spurs, that game against, against the, Spurs, the Spurs, that's a huge game, though. Oh, that's no, a that's huge, huge game. No, it is, but, but let's think about it Because that was an L if you looked at it. 
If you looked at it, that's right. an L. Right, but if, and it, that's if you're L- the San Antonio Spurs, you're obviously you you got your calendar you know marked for that Golden State game, right? right. And, and then you, they you, then you have you the trap game, Charlotte, trap game, trap game, exactly. But they're up by twenty three, and they're probably just kind of coasting. They probably did. They I mean, probably Monday took Monday Kawhi night. Out game, I, don't, I didn't night, watch it. Yeah, Monday night after after losing against that same San Antonio team, Golden State Warriors head over to Minnesota. They almost dropped one. They didn't, but it was damn close. They didn't, but you know? they almost did. And guys, don't forget about. The Celtics are on this West Coast swing. The Golden State Warriors are kind of, you know, they're dropping. They're getting close to dropping another one. I'm telling you right now, guys, don't be surprised if the Celtics steal one from the Golden State Warriors. Hell I really yeah. think that it's that time of the year where teams are not necessarily, I don't, I don't want to say coasting, but they're kind of overlooking teams that they are expected to beat or, or, or teams that they're, they, uh, they are, they, they see themselves beating, especially at home. Golden State Warriors at home playing the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics took them to double overtime in their place, but this is going to be at the Oracle where they haven't lost in over a year. So I think these are the kind of games where teams may slip up going into the playoffs, and the Celtics have to be careful in terms of not being on the wrong end of that of, of those trap games. You know, uh, we talked about them again in this episode how they're going to play a lot of good teams, and Along with those teams that you're going to try to beat, you have to make sure you don't lose against teams like Orlando and the Philadelphia 76ers, which they, which they of course didn't do. So that that's, well, and that's why those two, these two games, that's I huge. Think, again, going back to it, must wins games for the Celtics. I mean, let's be right. let's be honest. They right. they come off those those tough games. You had to win these cupcakes. They did. They put them both away. Now let's go Raptors West Coast trip. Let's go. Let's pick up that momentum again. Celtics Raptors on Wednesday. Then they travel to Phoenix to take on the Suns on Saturday. And they Saturday. head out to La La Land to take on the Clippers on Monday. That wraps up the week like for, the for the Celtics here on Causeway Street. One more thing, too. We got some Springfield College love I got to shout out right now because, you know, me and me and uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they knew, but you can, you can, my name, my name is Joe Sway. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Being Sway Sway over here, You're struggling over there. So through some Springfield College Network, I found a great new blog. Okay, it's called in it's into the openfield The the open field, they got some great stuff up there. Uh, they love the Causeway Street podcast, so they, I told them, you know what, we'll, you know, I'll, I, I've been reading their stuff. It's great because if you guys are into the March Madness stuff, they got a couple cool things up there. Um, they had a great piece on Rick Patino and his assholeness, which was great to read. They got the five stages of weekend bracket grief, which I definitely hit all five stages. I don't know. Check it out. Into the openfield.com. They're uh, out in Cali, but they're Boston people, so they're good peeps. All right, cool. So you got to yeah. check that out. Yeah, check them out, man. I mean, we, as we get closer to the final four here, yeah, that would be a great they got, uh, they got blog a to check out. Yeah, they got a Twitter. I'll find that Twitter in a second, Joel. <laughs> While Sean is looking for that, you can follow us on Twitter at Causeway Street. Follow us on Instagram at Causeway Street. Follow us on Snapchat, Causeway Street. Like us on Facebook. What's that one? Causeway Street. Causeway Street blog. Oh, ah. Damn it, I ruin it every time. Like us on SoundCloud. So you listen to this podcast, and right after we finish, hit that like. Hit that like. I'm and sorry, hit, hit that, that follow. Hit that follow. Too. My fault. Hit that follow. If you listen to stuff on SoundCloud, I mean, you can share it to your followers. You know, let's get into the social media stuff, people. Come on. It's 2016. Bring it up, you know? You can listen to our past episodes. You can also download our episodes. Down low. Or you can hit us up on the DM because we all know it go down. On the DM? In the DM. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, thank you. Where can they find you on the interwebs? Oh, man, you can find me at Joe underscore S-W-A-Y one zero on Twitter. Dutra. I'm at at Sean Dutra. S-E-A-N D-U-T-R-A on Twitter. That's it. It's that easy. And we're going to find our friends out in Cali. Out in Cali, you want to listen? And it's not even Cali. So these, oh, Jesus. The, no, they're, they're Boston guys that live I out know, in Cali, right? That, so they got that West Coast perspective now, but they're good people. So uh, at the open field underscore. So you got to remember the underscore after the open field. The open at the open field underscore. But yeah, check them out. They're good, and uh, you're actually going to be able to see this podcast. On their website. Oh, oh shout us out. A little cross promotion. That? that was a little twist there at the a end. Little cross wow, promotion. Wow, wow. A little cross country love right there. Good looks, fellas. Hey guys, how about uh, Sean Dusha getting some TV time this past week, huh? And oh. two thought, games. Oh. Sean thought that we were gonna end this podcast without breaking that up. Games. My man yeah. Sean Dutra made it on the uh, Comcast New England telecast against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then. On Monday night, he got a quick. It was it was it was much much more uh, brief than it than it was on the Oklahoma City game. But he got a quick shot of him doing his uh, infamous fist pump against the Orlando it's Magic. Fist pump. It's not really like an upwards fist pump. It's a downwards. It's downwards fist pump. and then a, and then a little bounce, yeah, right? A little, a little bounce. Little, yeah, yeah, that's it. That one made it on uh, on air after Avery Bradley hit a huge jump shot that uh, that, that, that pulled us away. Yeah, big game, and and it sucked because I got me on the Oklahoma City shit where I was like. The only time anyone was cheering was in the first quarter, and that's why I was going nuts. And they used that one. And they one. play me at the fourth quarter the when we're was, down by 25, and I'm getting texts like. It was part of their uh, Taco Bell hysteria <laughs> live mock. So Dutra's making segments <laughs> on TV and on the Causeway Street blog. So man. what's up, boy? Segments all over the place. Oh, and shout, out, and shout out to it's Comcast, be the, the, too. Always fucking. Shout out to yeah, Comcast right, Sports. They, 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 them. Yeah, shout out to their halftime tweets. Yes. Shouting out Causeway Street for like what eight times throughout I swear the entire to God, season. We must have like a long lost cousin that works at Comcast that just like won't tell us. He's just like, oh, I love this. Yeah, I mean, that's Kyle, man. Kyle is always, always Kyle. <laughs> so guys, if you're watching the Celtics game and you see a a a, a, a guy in a Celtics jersey and a beard with the, with the Red Sox cap on, most likely it's, it's Mr. Sean Dutra. See the Paul Pierce. There, he's been on there twice. Jay Crowder or Sean Dutra. That's it. That's right. Those are the two jerseys he wears. I don't know about that Sean Ducey jersey. I, I've never seen that one. But. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. That's right. Isn't he going to be the? Is he going to be the new trainer eventually? When, when the Celtics oh, trade right. Brad when Stevens? We, when we trade Brad Stevens for, for Kevin Durant. For Kevin Durant. <laughs> that's right. So he'll have his own. Just jersey. waiting on my Bottom day. My Just day. waiting I, on my day. I apologize for that. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Sully's too, because I fucking love that bar. Just what you're doing, Sull- uh, Sullivan's this. Tap. Sullivan's Tap. All I right. mean, we go there every fucking time we go to the Celtics game, so I might as well give him some love. Yeah, the best part about it is got that Maybe. vintage feel to it. You feel like you walked into the 1990s and you're about to go into the old Boston Garden. Yeah, man. And they got they got like got that vintage smell to it too. They got that vintage smell. Yeah. Sticky Cash floor. Only. Cash only. The Papa Shot. Ah, great smells, bar. Smells like a packy in there. Smells like a packy, but it's my packy, you know. All right, fellas. Until next week, thank you for listening. Of course, all you Celtics fans out there, all it's you got, Causeway Street it's listeners. How about everyone? In all the ladies. Dun, tick-a, dun, tick-a, I meant fellas as like YouTube. Ah, that's what I meant. YouTube. All right, all right. We up out here. Until next week, guys. All right, later.